This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, good afternoon. I'm Roshan Connison and welcome to Enterprise Explores, the show where we help you navigate the ever-changing universe of business from the headlines to the bottom line. Cautious but positive, that's the outlook for Malaysia's consumer spending this year, at least according to research firm BMI, a Fitch Solutions company, who expects the economic recovery to support stronger real consumer spending growth in 2024. In the short term, BMI said that based on high-frequency data, they expect consumer confidence and retail sales to continue to be sluggish, but in the medium term, they expect consumer spending to be stable given the easing inflationary pressures and healthy employment. Today on Enterprise Explores, we take a dive into Malaysia's 2024 consumer outlook with Damien Yeo, consumer and retail analyst at BMI. BMI is a research firm under Fitch Solutions that provides macroeconomic industry and financial market analysis. If you have any thoughts, you can WhatsApp us on our U-Mobile number. That's 018-789-8899. Once again, that's our U-Mobile number, 018-789-8899. Double nine. Damien, thank you for joining me on the line. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Roshan. Thanks for having me. Uh, so, Damien, maybe we can jump right into it because I know a report was issued last week about this. Um, talk to us about the primary factors that contribute to this cautious yet positive consumer spending outlook in Malaysia for 2024. All right. Thanks, Roshan. So, overall, real consumer spending in Malaysia over 2024 is an improvement over 2023. Mm. So, that's a 5.1% versus a 4.9% growth last year. So easing inflation, nominal income growth, as well as a tight labor market will form the foundation of a more robust household spending outlook in Malaysia. However, certain elements such as high debt levels uh, and the corresponding servicing cost of that debt, that will serve as the primary headwinds to consumer spending over 2024. Right. And we're going to be diving into each of those factors over the course of this conversation. But before we dive deeper into it, uh, could you talk us Talk to us about the methodology and factors that go into the way uh, that BMI measures and assesses consumer spending in Malaysia. Sure, no problem, Roshan. So here at BMI, we look at the consumer and retail space from a household spending perspective. Mm. We source our data primarily from national um, accounts and household surveys, which are published by the respective national statistics agencies of different countries. So in Malaysia, this would be institutions such as Bank Nagara, the Department of Statistics Malaysia, as well as the Malaysian Institute of Economic Research. And our consumer and retail forecasts are actually based on a regression model using a market its own historical time series, as well as key macroeconomic explanatory uh, variables, but are provided by our country risk service. So this mainly, we will be looking at private final consumption. In addition, we also do apply analyst expert judgment, such as business environmental changes, changes in consumer trends, um, the introduction of new technology, as well as regulatory changes, in order to refine and finalize the household spending forecast um, that we base it off on exogenous as well as endogenous variables or events. Uh, And these events, these variables are normally not captured by regression model so they have to be manually accounted for um, you know after looking at the data that's being generated by the model Um, so during periods of industry shock for example a deep recession we also use dummy variables in order to determine the impact um, on consumer spending in in the respective markets so going back to the report talk to us about how the current level of consumer confidence uh, then is 
influencing retail sales and what trends have been observed in recent data? All right. So based off the latest available high-frequency data that we have that's published by the Malaysian Department of Statistics, the consumer confidence for second quarter of 2023 came in at about 90.8. And this is a fall from the 99.2 from the previous quarter. If we look at retail sales, latest data for November 2023 indicated a retail sales growth of 4.4%. Now, while the November data of 4.4 is higher and an improvement from October, which is the previous month's figure of 3.9. We note that October's figures is actually the lowest in Malaysia since the tail end of 2021. So while the improvement in November is good, it is still important for us to then look at it from the framework of the larger picture and see that retail sales in Malaysia has still been on a general downward trajectory. So in that sense, you know, we can see the relationship between the waning consumer confidence as well as weak showing in actual retail sales. Now, the, the slowdown is largely due to the fading of growth that was boosted from you know low base effects as well as the pent-up demand um, immediately following the lifting of COVID-related restrictions. And we see this in global markets around, you know, not just in Malaysia, but also in, in other markets globally. But then going forward, I think um, as the inflationary um, pressures in Malaysia continue to ease and, you know, employment figures remain quite solidly stable, that is likely to improve over the, the, the medium term, including 2024. Now, can you elaborate a little further on the expected impact of Malaysia's economic growth on household spending? Because this is a key uh, part of this conversation. Yeah, sure. So our forecast for year-on-year growth in consumer spending in Malaysia, that's in line with our country risk team's forecast that the economy will grow by a real rate of 4.4% year-on-year mm-hmm. over 2024. Now, real private final consumption as a percentage of GDP has also been rising. So if we look at 2021, that was 57.9%. And by 2024, we forecast that to be 58.5% of total GDP. So while factors such as fading base effects tighter credit conditions uh, and a weakening global growth outlook will pose significant growth headwinds. In comparison to a lot of other economies, Malaysia will actually still pose relatively solid growth. Um, And we can also highlight the recovery of the tourism sector, particularly tourists from mainland China, that would also provide some offset that would boost consumption as well as overall spending growth uh, in Malaysia. Damien, we've got to go into a few messages. When we come back, we'll talk a little more about inflation and employment and how that plays into shaping consumer spending patterns here in Malaysia in the coming year, as well as how changes in global in the global economic landscape might affect Malaysia from a consumer spending point of view. Folks, you're listening to Enterprise Explores, the show where we help you navigate the ever-changing universe of business from the headlines to the bottom line. Today, we're exploring and distilling research firm BMI's cautious but positive outlook for consumer spending this year in Malaysia with Damien Yeo, Consumer and Retail Analyst at BMI. I'm Roshan Karnasin. We'll be back in a few minutes, so keep it here at BFM 89.9, the business station. Be free-minded, BFM. 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, welcome back to Enterprise Explores, the show where we help you navigate the ever-changing universe of business from the headlines to the bottom line. 
I'm Roshan Kanesan. Today, Enterprise explores the cautious but positive outlook for consumer spending this year from research firm BMI with Damien Yeo, consumer and retail analyst at BMI. BMI is a research firm under Fitch Solutions that provides macroeconomic industry and financial market analysis. Um, Damien, earlier we talked about some of the primary factors contributing to this cautious yet positive uh, consumer spending outlook and you highlighted a few things that includes inflation and employment trends. So what role will inflation and employment trends play in shaping consumer spending patterns this year? Certainly, Roshan. So compared to other markets, inflation in Malaysia has been relatively tamed. Um, and latest data for November 2023 actually puts inflation at about 1.5% year on year. Mm. And this is actually the lowest inflation reading that we have in Malaysia since February of 2021. And it has more or less returned to what Malaysian households are used to prior to the pandemic, where inflation averaged about 2% year on year between 2015 to 2019. So just right before the pandemic hit. Um, our country risk team also forecasts that inflation will maintain at this level, if averaging about 2% over 2024. Now, the key risk here is that you know, if inflation rises unexpectedly and remains elevated at those levels for longer than anticipated, now that will definitely accelerate the erosion of household purchasing power. Taking a look at unemployment, similarly in Malaysia, the, the outlook seems pretty positive. The unemployment rate in Malaysia, latest data that we have, is 3.4% um, in October 2023. Again, this is one of the lowest levels that we've had, specifically lower since February 2020, which you know, combined with the inflationary outlook, this really underpins our positive consumer outlook in Malaysia. Our country risk team forecasts unemployment to continue to average about 3.1% of the labor force over 2024. And, you know, this comes on the back of strong foreign investment, improving tourism sector performance, as well as increased activity in key sectors in Malaysia, such as agriculture, electronics, as well as manufacturing. Uh, but again, just, just like inflation, should economic conditions worsen in the market, there would be risk of elevated uh, unemployment, which will then quickly uh, feed through into a weaker consumer outlook. Now, Malaysia is a relatively open economy, which means that whatever happens on a global scale will impact us. And there's a lot going on, including trade routes being dis, uh, disrupted uh, due to the uh, issues in the Red Sea, um, which again could have inflationary elements on a global scale. So, um, Damien, talk to us about how changes in the global economic landscape uh, could affect consumer spending and behaviour here in Malaysia. Certainly. So, wider economic challenges facing households and consumers globally continue to stem from the reopening of economies mm. you know, following the pandemic. So inflationary pressures are driven by demand pull as well as cost push inflation. Uh, and in an attempt to rein in inflation, many central banks around the world hiked their policy rates. Um, and these were some of the quickest hike rates, um, you know, um, historically. And what that did was that it made the debt issued during the historically low interest rate periods, um, you know, 2015 to 2019, mm. before the pandemic, less valuable. Household wealth has also been driven to historic levels by strong performance in equity markets as well as higher house prices. However, as we've seen in many global markets, such as in China and Vietnam, many property markets are on the decline, are weakening, um, and company guidance have been turning more negative. Now, if this accelerates, there would be a sizable drop in consumers' wealth, which would then lead um, again to a quick cut in consumption. 
um, heightened geopolitical and economic risk, as you mentioned earlier, will be a key concern for consumers um, over 2024 because that can really quickly feed into the sector, either directly through weighing of purchasing power or indirectly through weaker consumer sentiment. The, the economic trajectory of, of, of Malaysia post-COVID uh, recovery really highlights then um, you know, we, we the, the the need to 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 take care and to manage uh, effectively the the increasing rate of unemployment, as well as the impact on the consumer outlook over the short term. So, with that in mind, Damien, um, what are the key risks and challenges that could potentially alter the consumer spending outlook for twenty twenty four? A lot of factors were highlighted there, but what are your what have you noted down in your report? So I think for Malaysia specifically, I think, uh, you know, it still comes down to household debt as well as the elevated interest rates that I've mentioned mm. earlier. So, you know, a high level of household debt remains a risk to our consumer outlook because it, because what happens when you have high level of household debt in a country is that it limits the future availability of debt, but it also draws on current disposable incomes of consumers, especially as debt servicing costs increase on the back of interest rate increases. Now, in the majority of global markets, as I mentioned earlier, central banks raise interest rates at high speed. Um, and these, these were rates that most households were just not accustomed to uh, over the last decade. Now, in a number of markets, um, you know, our country risk projects that central banks will continue to cut rates over 2024 as the primary motive um, you know, for those rate hikes was for to rein in inflation and that was you know, pretty much successful globally. Um, but then... One thing to keep to note is that central bank policy rates will not reach the pre-2022 lows, which mm. means that consumers and households will need to continue to adjust um, to higher interest rates for the foreseeable future. Now, for Malaysia, Malaysia actually witnessed a household credit boom over the last couple of um, last couple of years, and we highlight that the, if there was a situation where there is a rapid unwinding of this debt, that could pose a risk to domestic demand. Now, similarly, as repo rates and interest rates begin to rise, so will debt servicing costs. Uh, and many households took on significant level of debt in the previous low interest rate environment. While there are few indications, uh, at least in Malaysia's case, that this is bad debt, the risk to consumer spending is that the cost of servicing this debt at higher interest rates become you know, larger than an anticipated draw on existing disposable incomes. And that might reach a point where consumers will then have to cut back their spending, especially in more non-essential segments. Now, again, Malaysian households, we have to emphasize, are relatively well insured against rising debt costs. If we look at the latest data available, in 2022, household debt in Malaysia totaled about 1.5 trillion uh, Malaysian ringgit. Mm. But household financial assets totaled about 3 trillion ringgit. So if we consider the financial soundness of these households, liquid financial assets to total debt uh, was recorded at about 135.4. And this is still slightly lower than the 143.3 recorded in 2019. This highlights that Malaysian households do actually have additional room to absorb rising debt costs um, you know, if, if needed to. So, Damien, you elaborated quite a bit here uh, in terms of the high, high level of household debt, uh, debt in Malaysia and how it's expected to impact consumer spending. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add to that or elaborate on the types of household debt here? Is there anything else to add? Uh, certainly. So, I think in terms of, you know, when we talk about debt and, and when we talk about Malaysia, 
um, I think one of the constant themes that we've been hearing is the strength of the Malaysian ringgit. Um, and you know how that actually what's the relationship between that and 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 the interest rates or if Malaysian consumers are, are you know investing abroad or if they're buying more stuff from abroad I think um, you know at the end of the day the Malaysian economy just like many other global economies that's very heavily reliant on imports um, to meet local demand and over the last few years the weakening of the ringgit has contributed to the rising cost of living mm-hmm. as imports just generally became more expensive now over 2024 and anticipated lower interest rates in the US, as well as a stronger external position, are likely to bring the ringgit back to a more stable footing. Uh, and over the medium term, it looks um, to the ringgit looks to remain on a gradual appreciatory trend as the external backdrop improves and as domestic inflation uh, moderates. Now, we forecast the Malaysian ringgit to appreciate slightly, just slightly against the US dollar, strengthening from 45 Malaysian ringgit per US dollar in 2023 to about 4.4 Malaysian ringgit um, per US dollar in 2024. Now, while this is appreciation is not much, but it will provide a slight tailwind to consumer spending because um, you know imports will become generally cheaper, or at least the the rate of um, you know price hikes would not be as prevalent um, in 2024 as compared to 2023. Now, on the larger picture, we do, of course, expect that the, the the weakening or the weakened ringgit would lead to consumers moving over to more domestically produced goods over international imports. And I think most prominently in this, we will probably be able to see um, when it comes to food and drink purchases or grocery purchases, when Malaysian consumers go to the markets, uh, go to supermarkets, um, there will be a stronger inclination to then pick out uh, domestically grown um, produce or you know gr- domestically manufactured products as compared to more more costly international imports. Folks, you're listening to Enterprise Explores, the show where we help you navigate the ever-changing universe of business from the headlines to the bottom line. Today, we're exploring and distilling research firm BMI's cautious but positive outlook for consumer spending this year in Malaysia with Damien Yeo, Consumer and Retail Analyst at BMI. I'm Roshan Karnasin. We'll be back in a few minutes, so keep it here at BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Birkins for Mama, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, welcome back to Enterprise Explores, the show where we help you navigate the ever-changing universe of business from the headlines to the bottom line. I'm Roshan Kunison. Today, Enterprise explores the cautious but positive outlook for consumer spending this year from research firm BMI with Damien Yeo, consumer and retail analyst at BMI. BMI is a research firm under Fitch Solutions that provides macroeconomic industry and financial market analysis. Um, Damien, a big part of guess of all of this is what the government is also doing and the kind of policies they're introducing. Uh, subsidy rationalization is going to be a big thing this year. There are also a lot of industrial plans and master plans in the works. Can you discuss the potential implication of the Malaysian government's uh, various policies and economic measures and how that could impact consumer spending this year? What What is BMI looking at? Certainly. So I think in the proposed budget for 2024, there were many things that were listed out by the government. But if we could then summarize that into very, into three key categories of what they intend to do uh, in terms of you know helping Malaysian households cope with the rising cost of living, it will be mainly cash handouts tax incentives as well as tax relief. So, you know, you know, as a as an overbroad way of looking at this, it definitely helps with increasing the disposable income of consumers, uh, whether you are in 
you're straight up giving them cash or you're, you're, you're decreasing their tax burdens. And that, that increased disposable income would then go to helping boost consumption levels in the country. Now, one thing I would like to bring up that I think is unique to this um, to this current government or, you know, in this past couple of years is the discussion of a proposed high value goods tax. Now, that would definitely have some impact on the luxury goods segment because um, that, that means prices would go up overall. And also to keep in mind that Malaysia as a, as a, as a destination for luxury shopping, that's a reputation that the government risk, um, you know, um, having some impact on, but I think overall the price inelastic nature of luxury goods means that the pe- the impact on the sector would remain relatively measured. Um, and I think from a structural perspective, um, the Malaysian government right now um, is 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 you know I think that there would likely be very very little you know drastic change um, in any economic measures or policies that would then have an impact on consumer trends. Uh, nevertheless, I think um, the improved inflationary back backdrop of Malaysia as well as the resilient labor market that should help to keep social instability risks low. Um, and as a result, you know, that's probably not going to have an overwhelmingly negative or even positive impact on consumer confidence, uh, which would then lead to any like drastic changes in consumer spending trends. Damien, to wrap up this conversation, uh, what insights or recommendations can you offer to business owners and leaders to effectively navigate and leverage these consumer trends that we've just talked about? So for 2024, global inflationary pressures have been coming down in most markets and the pent-up demand that we saw during the post-COVID recovery years are also beginning to taper out. So what this means is that consumer demand is expected to return to a pre-pandemic trajectory where consumer demand is more or less unaffected uh, by the up and down shocks that we experienced over the last few years. So businesses can thus return to their fundamentals, crafting their offerings to really better focus on their you know, their target segments. Uh, and I think one thing that we do here at BMI is that every year we, we release our propriety key teams report at the beginning of the year and then a review in mid-year. And these essentially are forecasts of some of the key themes in the respective industries that BMI covers, as well as the trends that we think would play out um, over the year. So this can serve as a good guide for businesses to have a good grasp of what is to come in the following year and how they can leverage, as you mentioned, on these trends. Um, Damien, before we we wrap up, just one more follow-up question to that. Um, So you mentioned some of those reports there with some key trends. Is there anything in particular that you can highlight for us? Okay, certainly. I think over 2024, the the key overarching theme is that consumers will remain more cautious um, despite the easing but still elevated inflation. And in certain global markets, we're going to see consumers focus their spending more towards essential items and smaller quality of life purchases rather than large ticket items. So purchasing power globally is expected to improve slightly year on year due to tight labor markets and the impact on real wage growth uh, and moderating inflation. But also we want to note that this outlook could then be affected by further risks of the labor market weakening over the, the over 2024. 
Um, globally, I think the consumer and retail sector will also be incre- influenced by heightened geopolitical and economic risks. Um, and this then again has the, the, the potential to impact purchasing power as well as consu- consumer sentiment. Now, one key, I think, technological development over 2024 is our, um, you know, our rather bullish outlook on the evolution of omnichannel retail. Um, on channel 3.0 as well as this thing called the digital experience which is you know the word digital coming from the combination of the word physical and digital mm. so the digital experiences um, and you know this could come in the form of innovations such as virtual fitting rooms smart shopping carts we we think that over 2024 that's going to become more common in the global market and that's something that we also expect to see happen in a, in a very dynamic market like Malaysia uh, Damien, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much, Rashad. Have a good one. I was speaking with Damien Yo, consumer and retail analyst at BMI, a research firm under Fitch Solutions that provides macroeconomic, industry, and financial market analysis. You've been listening to the all new Enterprise Explores, the show where we help you navigate the ever changing universe of business from the headlines to the bottom line. If you missed any part of this conversation, you can catch the podcast on our website at bfm.my or download the BFM app. You can also find our shows on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other podcast players. Just look up Enterprise Explores. I'm Roshan Kanesan. Keep it here at BFM 89.9, the business station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.